What is the biggest headache in your bookkeeping or accounting practice? Now, my guess is it's going to be time or resource or clients, all those sorts of things. Now, we've got all kinds of different software to help us with practice management and CRM. But have you got anything that gives you all the insights that you need? My guest today, Mark Hill, has built a successful accounting practice, but he wanted to make it even easier to run. He wanted to know more information. He wanted insights at his fingertips. So what he did, he built some software. And so he's on to talk to me today about his software, how he grew his practice, why he developed it, and how it's helping not only him, but other accountants too. So without any further hesitation, please join us with uh, Mark and Richard from Camozo. Hello, guys. Um, welcome to another show. We have got Richard Bruin and Mark Hill. So hello. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, starting off with Mark. Okay. Hi, Ashley. Uh, hi, everybody who's joined. Um, well, I describe myself as a businessman and an entrepreneur um, who's managed to build a successful accountancy firm. Um, that gave me an interest in searching for better ways to do things, and that's taken me from running that accounting practice to the world of technology. And now I have a desire to put in, well, you can call it a mission, I guess, um, to help other practices. And I've now got something that can do that. Fantastic, because because that's 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 what what we what we do, isn't it? We we start a business because we're a good accountant and we like tax and accounts and what have you and then it turns into a business and it sort of like it becomes all depressing and what have you and we end up being an employee of this job where the boss isn't that good um and so so you've come out the other end so absolutely fantastic we're going to dig into that today and, and richard why are you with us today sir um well i think you've hit the nail on the head there ashley with the with where we find ourselves as accountants so i'm a chartered accountant i've been in the profession this is my 43rd year in the profession um up until 2000 yeah i know up until 2008 that was very much at the at the sharp end working in practice uh with my own firms um and since 2008 i've worked as a mentor and coach to accountants who are facing exactly what you just described yeah so since since 2008 you've been mentoring and coaching yeah wow okay okay so yeah makes makes my five years just seem insignificant 43 <laughs> years in accounting where's your medal <laughs> I don't, i'm not there's not a medal. There's not a clock. There's nothing. nothing no, over. No, nothing at all. Uh, uh, Mark, um, you, you, look, we're all of a similar age. So I can say this. How, how many years have you been in accounting? I've been. Well, I've been running the practice twenty-eight years. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's amazing. Um, Pavel is here. Uh, hi, Pavel. It, always listens in, loves these shows. Uh, big collegium today. Yeah, I had to create a brand new, a brand new um, banner so that we could still see what we were doing. So uh, yeah. So okay. You both run run practice. So, sorry, Richard, you've been in accountancy. Did you run your own practice as well, then, Richard? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so, so you guys, ninety one. So. Both run practices, so you know the the highs and the lows, the roller coaster, the pitfalls, the benefits, and all of that sort of malarkey. Um, is running an accountancy business any different to running any other business? I would, I'd say no. Uh, well, I, I guess there's two answers because the answer is it shouldn't be. Um, in, in practice, it tends it tends to be different or perceived to be different, and we have that phrase, don't we? I just said it in practice, um, but the reality is it's it's a commercial operation. Um, 
we've always been able to sort of hide away from that because we've had this recurring income model for hundreds of years. Um, that's not where we are today. And to, you know, to run an accounting firm today, you have to take a much more commercial view on how you do it and what you do. So, so think, things have definitely changed. Would you agree with that, Mark? Yeah, I would. I mean, I did, I did 10 years running a business in trade before I started the practice. So when I came into my accountancy practice and when I started it, I very much came into it from the angle of this is just another business and I've got to provide the same key, you know, key performance indicators that I needed in my role as running a business in trade to run in my accountancy practice. Because I always, you know, practice is an odd word, as Richard says, you know, it, it's an accountancy business, it's not a practice, you know. And um, I think there's a lot in the profession who, who, who don't perceive it as a business. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but look, to be fair, when you set up your own business, and, and it's a bit like me, you set, up your, you set up your little business and you want a few customers to get started off and you've got a little bit of money coming in. And it, I, don't, I don't know when you started calling yourselves businessmen or entrepreneurs, but it was a, it was a while before I did. And, and I think what we should do is as soon as we start our business, we should be calling ourselves business people because that's what we're doing. And, and we don't. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm a LinkedIn trainer or a, um, I'm a butcher, baker, candlestick maker, accountant. And so, so where, where would you say the, the transition is when you sort of like think, oh, my goodness, I am a business owner? I, I think well, that's I, I was just saying, yeah, because you know, we we sort of shy. I, I I've never called myself a business person. I've never certainly never called myself an entrepreneur. I, I'm I'm an accountant through and through. Uh, yeah, I would much sooner we changed how people viewed that term accountant than than sort of saying something else. Yeah, you know, that I, yes, we have to be business people. We you know, and we have to recognise that as yeah. You know, on day one, you pretty much learn very quickly, don't you? On day one, that you need yeah, you, know, you need to be. You are you're now a business person. And, and, the, and certainly the first time you employ some staff you re, and you've got wages to pay, you realise you're very much a business person. Um, but I, I've always described myself an, a, as an accountant. I would always describe Mark as an accountant. Um, but yeah, the way he runs his, his business is very different to how most accountants should. I think that's, the, yeah, that's the, all most accountants do, and they, should, and they have lessons to learn from that point of view. But no. yeah, I think we... Yeah, I think it's interesting because I've always seen myself as a businessman who's used accountancy as the platform for applying my business skills to create a business. So I'd say I've, maybe, I've, maybe I've looked at it from a very different angle to most accountants, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's, that's an interesting point, um, Mark, because you, because you came from industry and then set up a practice. Ooh. You are coming in with a different, with a, with a different viewpoint. Now, the, the, the average, and I'm, I'm, I'm painting a, a broad picture here, so please excuse me, but the average accountant starts off working accountancy practice where they're doing tax and, and helping businesses and all that sort of stuff, you know, accounts and what have you, and bookkeeping. And then they progress up a little bit more and a little bit more. And then so I think I could do this. And then they go and set up and pretty much replicate what they were doing. Because you've come from industry, Mark, you've come in in a totally different way. And, and when I'm working with accountants, so, so I do a bit, bit like you do, um, Richard, in the mentoring and, and coaching accountants. If they come in from industry, they haven't got this preconceived notion of you have to do tax and you have to do accounts. They come in and write, this is a business. How do I 
turn it around. And, and, I, and I think you get two different um, skill sets. Would you agree, Richard? Because you're, obviously you're working with all kinds of different accountants and bookkeepers. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, and I think you see it very clearly today, probably more than ever. You've got accountants who are quite happy just working as accountants and doing what accountants do. And I would never criticise that. I think it's unfair if people say, oh, well, no, you should be doing value added and all this. If, if, if someone's happy sitting at a, a, you know, in their office and doing accounts tax returns all day long and doing it well, that's that's fine. And, and I guess that's that lowers the, the, the degree of entrepreneurship that you like. But on the other hand, I think we're seeing more and more accountants coming into the profession in particular who, who are doing what Mark's done. They're going, okay, my, my product, if you like, is an, is an account, is accounting, but I'm running a business here and I need to look at how I maximize all the different aspects of that business. And I think that's one of the big shifts in, we're seeing in the profession now. You know, it's not about end product anymore. Or, or not solely about end product anymore. It's much more about what's happening in my own business. What, you know, what, what, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Where's my money going? Where's my profit coming from? Yeah, no, superb. Um, and so, Mark, to make this even easier, you've created some software. Is that right? Yeah, I have. I mean, I now I now head up a tech company as opposed to being an accountant in practice or an accountant in business, however you want to phrase it. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's now why I do what I do. Um, I've been on a long road developing a piece of software to help me build my accountancy business successfully. And uh, what was key to me was finding out, you know, where the profit scales is the business scales. Um, yeah, it's the whole reason why Comozo exists, um, why I devote my time to running that software company. And we're consistently looking at ways to make a difference and, and change the outcomes for accountants in practice. Because there's a lot of accountants in practice who just think the business stuff gets in the way of them doing the accounting. Work. Yeah. Um, but if you want to scale and you want to grow, you have to you have to take your accountant's head off and put your business in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you know this, guys, but I, I trained as a chef, so I come from a catering background. And, and you know, the, the, the decent businesses, uh, de decent restaurants and hotels, are run by businessmen, not chefs, because the you know the the, the chef does the doing, and and, the, and it's the business owner that that sort of like runs the business. So, how did this software come about, Mark? Because surely running an accountancy practice busy enough without building software. Well, it was, but we're going back fifteen years when I, you know, it was a lot smaller. There was me and a couple of members of staff, and I was quite ferocious in attracting clients and, and signing up everything and anything that came along. But I soon very quickly realized that if I carried on doing that and I didn't get some measure as to what I was earning out of those clients and where those deadlines were, you know, because you know I'm signing up clients, I've got to do work for them in a year's time and you suddenly very quickly lose the scale of how much work you've got to deliver twelve months down the line. Um, so I realised if I didn't do something about that, I was going to end up disappearing uh, up my own proverbial. So um, <laughs> I had to do something about it. So I just went out and I looked around looked what was in the market and um, just teamed up with a guy called Vince, who's um, now the technical director of Comoza, um, who's a software developer. And I went, Vince, could you build me something that helps me manage these clients Tells me what I'm agreed to do for them and when I've got to do it for them. Uh, so we 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 built a very simple access database that sort of gave me that raw data. 
And since then, we've just been developing it over time and building on it and making it into the product that it is today. So what 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 does what does it do because 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 there's there's crm there's crm isn't there that manages your clients our workflow that manages your clients so what what makes what makes Comozo different then mark so Comozo is different because it, it it focuses more on the business side of what an accountancy practice requires as opposed to the client side of what, what an accountancy practice requires it's all very well having a piece of software that says you've got to do this piece of work for the client. You've got to deliver it at X, Y, Z time. And if you do that, the client's going to be happy and they're going to pat you on the back and say, thank you very much. You've delivered the service that you promised. Me. But if that hasn't given you the profit or the margin or what you expect from it, you're just building a business to be a servant to your client. And Comozo changes that focus. It looks at it through a different lens and says, if I'm going to do this, I want to make sure that I get something for me out of this, as well as giving the clients what they want. And so, so the, your, so, so you st have you still got an accountancy practice then, Mark? I have, but it's run by a leadership team. Then. Right. Okay. Because you've got Comozo running it, and and that's making it all work yeah. better. Is that is that right? No. Yeah, Comozo, Comozo underpins everything we do in Asheville Accountancy. And you know, it's helped me build a practice to give me a lifestyle from it that I wanted. But now, more importantly, what it's doing is enabling my management team to gain the insights so that the journey continues and they can build the lifestyle that they want from the practice. Oh, fantastic. And where do you come in on all of this then, Richard? Well, when I first um, came across uh, Mark and Camozo, I mean, my my first question was was exactly the same as yours, which is, so what's different? You know, everyone's got practice management software these days, but actually, within five minutes of, of talking to him, it, it's it's quite clear the difference is the focus because I go into so many firms who have got CRM and have got practice management systems, but actually still don't have any information on their own business. Um, and if they do, it's reams and reams of Excel spreadsheets that are taking them hours and hours to put together each month. So to have something that gave that information on pretty much in real time is 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 a game changer and is one of the, that gets rid of one of the big frustrations that I've always had with a lot of the fintechs, which is okay, they've got a great product, but it doesn't still get the challenges that the accountant faces. You know, you go into any firm and, and their biggest challenges will be lack of time, that comes up within two minutes of the conversation, uh, and, and a wider lack of resources. And if we don't know where we're spending our time and where we're spending our resources, we can't fix that because, you know, it's an annoying um, statement and meant to be so. But I'll make the same point to all accountants. We, are, we have exactly the same amount of time as everybody else on this planet. It's how we're using it is the key thing here. And, we've, and there's, there's just a lack of information in, in firms about how that time is being utilised. And once you start to understand, you know, people talk about Pareto's principle and the 820 rule and all the rest of it. Um, I don't think that's particularly relevant accountants. I think the, the, the percentage is slightly different, but it's like, okay, show me. Show me who the clients are who are costing you this time. Who are the clients who are making you this money? And, and they can't without a huge amount of work. So to be able to get it to it straight away makes a massive, massive difference. And, and this is all in real time then, Mark. So I, I look at, I guess I've got a dashboard. Absolutely, this dashboard. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's <laughs> this 
there's been, a, I think, a lack of focus across the profession around productivity and efficiency. And that, that emanated from um, fixed fees, and then when I'm doing fixed fees, I don't need timesheets. Yeah? And I, I sort of agree, timesheets are a, an archaic way of, of measuring your output. But you have to record time, because time is the product that you're selling. And if you don't understand the cost of delivery of what you're delivering, you can't understand the margin, you can't understand where you need to pull the levers to build the growth. So what, what services, what clients are providing you the best margin? Where should you focus your efforts? And you need that data. So so hang on. So are your are your team members keeping timesheets then? They're recording time. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Not, you know, yeah. If I say they're keeping timesheets, you go, oh, I don't want to do timesheets. They, they are, they're, but they're, they're not keeping timesheets. You know, it's the X day of the month and it's 10 o'clock and I'm doing an hour. You know, what they're doing is saying, I've spent an hour and a half on that client's set of account. Yeah. So I'm going to record it so that when Mark wants to see the cost of actually providing that service to that client, he's got a measure. Yeah. And that's and that's all done in Komoso, I, I take it. And it's all done in Komoso. Yeah. yeah, and it's all all automatic, and we don't have to worry about it. It just it just happens. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Yeah. Could could Komoso work for other businesses, or is it just accountancy? It could work for other businesses because all of the key performance indicators you need to run a successful business are in Komoso. Yeah. But Komoso, as a product today, is geared around accountancy. So all of the compliance due deadline calculations and, and the work that it, it, it automates and what have you is all around what accountants would do. But I could build a second model if I ever wanted to do that for, I don't know, legal firms. Or, yeah, oh, I'm just thinking there's a lot there's a lot of businesses where, well, I'm going to say it myself, we sell time. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, I don't physically make anything, but I spend hours and hours and hours helping people to understand LinkedIn, to make more business on LinkedIn. I also do some coaching and mentoring, just like Richard. Um, and again, it's sort of like, well, you know, how how efficient is my business? Um, and, and that's the thing. So do you well, actually... And what, and what do you charge for that time? You know, because yeah, absolutely. You know how, much, how much you're putting in, how do you know, you know, what the return should be? That's the... Yeah. And that, and that, and that, and 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 but, but the trouble is, my time is I'm I'm sat here for an hour helping someone with their LinkedIn. I can't have a tool that does that. So you know, you know, in an accountancy practice, you're going to be using things like Dext or um, HubDoc or you know a bookkeeping package or something like that to make your life easier so you're more efficient. You know, if I was a a builder, I'd get myself a Dewalt drill or a, a you know a, a cement mixer or something. But when you just sort of like physically spend an hour with a client to help them through whatever it is they're doing, it, that you know it becomes it becomes difficult. And so so therefore, I just thought, yeah, Camosa could be doing other things as well. But yeah, let's let's crack let's crack the accounting nut first. So what what challenges do you see accountants and bookkeepers having at the moment, then, Mark? Well, I mean, there's there's currently staff shortages. There's a, a real lack of, of of talent in the to, to pull upon, and that then uh, that, that then impacts the ability to nurture new talent. Just for people, you know, for whatever reason, people don't see accountancy as a, as as a business or an industry they want to go 
into at the moment. Uh, so I think that's a big problem. And I think HMRC's drive to automate and digitize is an issue that's going to impact the ability of what accountants are able to deliver to their clients as services. So some of those will be automated and they'll be gone. Um, and, and as I say, I think there, there is this lack across the profession generally of um, measuring and monitoring productivity and efficiency. And, and you know, when you've got staff shortages, you need to concentrate on getting the best out of what you've got. And, and how, how will Comozo help with staff shortages? Well, you can, um, a number of, couple of ways of doing that. I mean, one, you can see what they're recording their time on and where they're, where they're spending that time. Um, so there could possibly be, you know, areas there for improvement. Um, but we do something called capacity planning as well. So, um, you know, those of us who run accounting practices, the, the one thing we can't control is when the client delivers paperwork. Um, <laughs> yeah. sure, sure, surely it's the 30th of January. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the, and that's the problem. When you know, If you look at a capacity planning report, you'll go through and you go, oh, I've got loads of resources there in the first three, four months of the year. But as I get towards January, I've got capacity of work that is outstripping the resource ability I've got to do it. So we've got a visibility um, graphical report that says, run this, see where those pinch points are, and try and track that work in earlier so that you get maximize maximize so you maximize the, the the resource you've got in your practice before you go oh i've given away 30 percent of my resource time because i haven't utilized it and now i'm in december and january and i'm outsourcing work because i've got to get it finished for the client so so that's some of the, the that is a really big boost for um accounting practice of use commoser no, perfect. And so, 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 Richard, tell, tell us some stories of um, of amazing things that have happened with people taking Camozo. I think that the the big difference it makes is in um, the the level of engagement. It brings transparency to a firm. And yeah, Mark was making the point there that yeah, recruitment, for instance, is one of the big challenges at the moment. That that's not something that's going to go away anytime soon. It's a fundamental shift in in society as much as, as anything else um, and I think yeah and it highlights this, this this challenge that accountants will have when it comes to their resources one of the ways to address that going forward is is looking at what we have as firms now when it comes to our teams our systems our processes and our clients in particular and going okay how, how do I make better use of what I've got you know now Part of that is, is making sure we've got the right clients. Part of that, of course, is making sure our systems and processes are more efficient. But a big part of it is having the team more engaged uh, and um, sort of getting rid of this mentality that they're just coming in to do a job every day and, and yeah, we've got a pile of work to get through. Let's see how we get through it and we'll do it again tomorrow. I think the more information you can present about how the business itself is moving and which are the good clients and what you're doing with the bad clients and what have you, the more you can engage your team in the process. And that's where you can... You, you've then got a resource to build growth again. You know, it's not about let's recruit more people, recruit more people, which has always been the, the solution for, you know, for accountants. It's about, okay, we've got great people, let's make them better. We've got great systems, let's make them better. We've got really good clients, let's focus on those. And I think where you create that sort of culture within the firm, 
this is why you know, the point Mark makes. It, you know, when when he talks about Camosa being at the centre of the firm, it's not just from a, a an operational point of view. It, it actually is you know, the, the the almost like the the communication link through the firm as well. That yeah, you know, all of a sudden everyone's on the same page, and that makes a huge huge difference. It, it's I think it's. It's a long journey for Camozo because it's yeah you know, there there are a lot of products in the market and I think we're what you know, what we're looking at doing is 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 breaking a new direction really yeah yeah it's as, as Mark will will vehemently say it's it's not practice management software it's it's yeah I think it's much more it's yeah it's performance software it's looking at it from the other direction so it does what all the others do but in a different way and it's it's part of this mindset change that, that I guess you and I both come across, which is you know, getting accountants to think about their businesses differently, think about how they work, they, they not only operate their business differently, but how they use that information to, a, to tackle the marketplace and clients in particular. So it's, 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 it's an early stage, but it's, um, it's an exciting time. I was, you know, I was thrilled when I saw it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm just thinking here, as a coach and mentor to accountants, I should be getting into it. And um, that's going to make my job a lot easier, getting my clients to perform better, don't you think? That's the, that's the big difference. When you, yeah. you go into a firm and say, show me, you know, tell me, you know, show me you know, rather than having what are essentially subjective conf- you know, conversations about what's good and what's bad within the firm, it's like, show me. Show me the figures. Let's see what they're really, because in, inevitably there are surprises within that. Yeah, and and uh, one example is is you know, client segmentation, for instance, which is something you know we advocate very strongly about understanding your different types of clients and where. You, yeah, how do you do that without the data? It's just a guess. Mm. Mm. No, absolutely. I've got a great question from Pavel. Thank you, sir. Uh, I do love him when he comes on this show because he always has some good questions. What amount of time overheads percentage do you expect in accountancy practice compared to billable work? I love that. Do you want to tell Mark or something? Well, no, that, I mean, that, you know, I think we're both taking it, but I think that's an interesting one. Um, because it rather depends on the employee, the, the, the user. You know? so, for example, my leadership team probably has a very, very small percentage of billable work because they're managing the practice. Yeah. But then we've got people you know, who are coming in and getting on with delivering the work. So, you know, it's anywhere, really. I mean, you know, you can, you know at least it seems probably somewhere around the 15% chargeable and, you know, up to 90, 95% um, of, of someone else who's just coming in and, and getting through the work. So um, I don't think it's a practice thing. I think it's, you know, it's a user thing. <laughs> and then and then you, you could look at different users in your team and sort of like say this is this is a benchmark so 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 a senior leadership would have this benchmark and a, and a bookkeeper would have this benchmark well to to be able to get resources uh, uh, or get a level of resource in Camoso, we set a percentage of billable time against each user yeah and then it then pulls that together and says okay so if that's what you think your team are going to do these are the amount of chargeable hours you've potentially got to give to clients so we, we don't do it at practice level, we do it at a user level. I mean, obviously over over the practice, you've got a percentage, it depends how many partners are in that practice. It's you know, a lot of variables in there. No, no, fair enough, fair enough. I think it's... I mean, I can only experience on my own practice, because you've probably got a wider 
technology. Yeah, it's an, ex it's an example of, of, of why you do the data on your firm now, because you know, we'll all be familiar with the sort of the historical ratios that accountants have worked with, with the sort of you know, third, third, third when it comes to profitability. And, and you would have fairly standard rate, um, ratios when it came to the chargeable hours for partners, managers, seniors, juniors, etc. But I think the roles that people have within accounting firms these days are much more flexible than they have been before. So it's much more a matter of, okay, let's sit down and look at your role, and particularly the, the client-facing element of that. What should, you know, what should then be a reasonable target based on that for the year? And then let's have a means of tracking that rather than sort of just trying to put standards across the board. Yeah. No, well, one, one thing I will add into this conversation, because you know, it's not always about chargeable hours, because accounting firms now do fixed fees, they do package rates, they do all sorts of different ways of charging. So if you've got someone who is at a higher base cost doing the more menial work, then your cost for that delivery of that work is going to be significantly higher. So um, that's something that obviously needs to be tracked, measured, monitored, and making sure people are doing the right job for their for their skill set and also the right job for what they're remunerated to do it. And you know, we've got cost of delivery reports in Comoso that we provide that. And then you can focus on why costs are on certain jobs or certain clients are going awry. Oh, brilliant. Um, guys, we've run out of time. Um, how do we get to see Camozo working and what's the best route for us to, to come and have a, a, a look? You look, you look, you look at search me on LinkedIn, search Camozo on LinkedIn and uh, other direct message or just give me a call. Fantastic. Absolutely superb. I've got one more question for each of you, uh, but I'm just going to quickly go to my guest next week, um, who is the lovely uh, Sam Lewis uh, from Praxity. So she's unlocking global success, the Praxity way. So looking forward to having a chat with her. Um, so my question to you, I'm going to go with um, Richard first. When you were at school, primary school, running around the playground in your shorts, what did you want to be when you left school? Well, um, originally I wanted to be an architect. Um, oh, right. Okay. And, and then I realized that I didn't fancy seven years of, of, of study to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I, just, I think I've told you before, I'd, spell where I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to be a van driver and I'd still love to be a van driver. So if I, if I ever win the lottery, first thing I'm doing is buying a van. Fantastic. And Mark? <laughs> I don't know whether I can really remember that far back. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what, was it a software developer? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I do remember as a teenager. Um, I developed a keen interest in hi-fi music and I remember thinking that when I left school maybe I'd be an auto electrician because I could I could then fit the cool separate hi-fi systems that were coming out for cars. <laughs> but nice. didn't materialise. No, 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 no. But here, here you are, software developer, so that's absolutely superb. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to uh, the, the uh, guests for asking questions and um, we will see you all uh, next week when I see Sam but thanks ever so much indeed you take care guys cheerio here we go another podcast in the bag I've been Ashley Leeds you've been wonderful thank you so much for listening if you want to hear more then please subscribe and I will see you again another day you can find me on LinkedIn if you want to catch up if you fancy being a guest on one of my shows I do live shows on LinkedIn twice a week but I also plan to do some real podcasts uh, where we just do audio and probably record it to go on the YouTube channel. And we can talk about absolutely anything in those. So whatever you want to do, get in touch. And thank you for listening. You get out what you put in, ever go.
gonna win Long as you're happy, you're always gonna grin You get out what you put in You get out what you put in You get out what you put in